afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is fine. Um, first of all, I'm really, I'm so grateful to God. I am, oh Lord, I am in, I am in my season. I am in my season. Season and um, Psalm one is very has become very real to me. I'm beginning to because there it describes it says, "Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the god or the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor stands in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it, and in it does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water." He shall bring forth his fruit in his own season. That's what it says. Let me check it again and see. That's exactly what it says, you know. I've been reading this scripture all my life, literally most of my life, and I've just realized what this is saying. The illumination of a lived experience by the Holy Spirit has just come out to me. It says he brings forth his fruit in his season. this means because i am in my season now i know i am in my season it's like when a woman has her ovulation period and she knows you know sometimes you just know yes this is is, this uh, yes i am this is the time i am in my season and what does it say about that man that is in his season he says his leaf will not wither and whatsoever he does whatsoever this is you see this psalm 1 verse 3 this is what i'm experiencing whatsoever I do shall prosper literally everything that I am laying my hands to do is yielding forth fruits it's the most I have never experienced this in my life I have never it's and it's putting so much pressure on me because I realize now that what is standing between me and success in any endeavor is myself so long as I lay my hand to do that thing it will will prosper. That is what I have started seeing in this year 2023. I don't know why it's so different. It's literally like a book closed on the 31st of December. It started on the 1st of January when the Lord spoke to me and told me, you know, I I was thinking about should I go into in-person services or not. I was actually planning to, although I was feeling a little bit weak kind of. And he just said, you know what, I have work for you to do. And I would rather that you do that work than you actually leave the house this morning. That, that this is your own Sunday service. And then he got me to revamp the podcast, change a few things here and there. And from then, it's like, you know, and then there were other things he'd been talking to me about, you know, in my personal life, um, family life that I needed to do, you know, address certain things. And it's like all of a sudden, I don't know what it is. It's like God just packed a whole bundle of gifts and just laid it at my door so this year is so different for me I, as I, I, I don't I feel it I feel so free I feel so unconstrained I feel liberated I feel like I can accomplish anything that I set my hands to do and not just that I feel that way it's actually happening as well. I'm living it. I'm living it. And it's not as if, you know, God has always, I mean, I've had inspirations, but not like this. 
But what I understand now is what this scripture is saying. It's not that anything spectacular is happening to me. It's not that I have become more holy or more righteous. It's just that I am in my season. And the man that is in his season, and like I had said in earlier podcasts, I now realize, um, I mean earlier episodes, I now realize that the past two years, God has been leading me in the path of the man of Psalm 1. So in the year 2020, the pandemic year, which was my most difficult year, 2020-21, I was in that space where, you know, I was learning, removing myself from the counsel of the ungodly. I was removing myself from standing in the way of sinners. And I was removing myself from the seat of discomfort. These were places that I inhabited before now. There were people that I, was, I, I, was, I had relationships with who were, you know, the council was not really from God, but they were good, nice people. They were, you know, I liked them. And, you know, I enjoyed their presence in my life. And slowly, you know, in fact, if you listen to my episodes, it was very traumatic for me because I felt like the Lord was moving me from relationships that I, I sort of held there. I knew that some of these people, they didn't necessarily believe, you know, walk, the, you know, believe the way I did and walk the same way I did. But I felt they were good people. And, you know, professionally, we had some things in common. So that was fine, you know. But the Lord was just, you know, he was just really... And there were some relationships he left. There were some that he he was very adamant about this has to go. And at first, I thought it was my mind. I thought I wasn't because, you know. But eventually, when I look back now, I still don't understand completely what was wrong about those relationships. But I now realize that... The advice was really sound and it was from God because clearly the situation I was in then, I am no longer in that situation. And the path that I followed in that the Lord led me to in getting out of that situation was the path of obedience. And part of that was part of, you know, let's remove myself from some of those relationships. But looking back now, you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty because you can then review the journey. You now have meaning because you are now in a different place. And you are able to now look back. The journey is now behind you. So you can look back. You can recall. You can retell. As opposed to when the journey was ahead of you and you really couldn't foresee what was ahead. So looking back now, on the last two years, last three years, two and a half slash three years, I realized that the fundament, the first thing that God did was to do what he did to the man in Psalm 1. He made me do it. It wasn't like I had this aha moment and I felt, oh, I need to separate myself. I did feel like I need to separate separate myself, but I didn't realize that separating myself meant removing myself from certain relationships. But God led me to do that. And I did that. So I I was no longer working in the council of the ungodly. In fact, so there was no opportunity for the council of the ungodly to even locate me because I had removed myself from the spaces and the places where, or God had removed me from the spaces and the places where, um, oh, he had asked me to leave the spaces and the places where the council of the ungodly were and so there was no access anymore and I had stopped standing in the way of sinners and I wasn't sitting in the seat of discomfort definitely not I didn't even in fact I was not even in a position to even be in the seat of discomfort anymore but in verse verse 21 I started God, I, I mean in 2020 I started getting into the word of God and I think that was even cemented even more when I when the Lord led me to then join seminary in 2022 last year started in january so i'm like one year into seminary and what that then forced me because um, i'm doing a master's program in biblical theology and um, bible studies and and bible studies and theology mabts and it the first foundational programs courses i needed to take required me to read the bible 
from Genesis to Revelation in over a set of three different courses, over a set of three semesters. So the first course I did was Acts to Revelations. We did that. Then the second course was Genesis to Solomon. And then the third one in the third semester was the Gospels and the Prophets. So I really covered the entire Bible in a year, which I always hear people doing, but I've never attempted to do because I was like, really, why? (laughs) You know, I've read New Testament cover to cover. I've read portions of Old Testament, but I've never read the Bible from cover to cover. But last year I did. Of course, maybe there were certain parts that I, I couldn't finish, you know, some of the... Um, perhaps books in the Chronicles. I think I read second. I didn't quite finish first. Leviticus, I definitely didn't read all. Numbers, I, I read Numbers, cover to cover. It was it's quite an interesting book. I don't know, that name doesn't do it any justice. It's very fascinating Netflix kind of <laughs> documentary um, sort of storytelling there. It's it's, a, it's fascinating. So I, I, I read Numbers. I also read Judges, which was quite... I think Judges was my greatest surprise because... Again, the name doesn't give it justice, but just understanding how the judges came about and what you know, the, how significant their lives were <clears throat> in that time in between before the prophets and the kings, and how God then used them to continue to you know bring about his purpose in Israel and keep the people under his covenant and separated from their enemies, and how he just rose up these leaders organically, you know, uh, and divinely in Israel to do his will and his purpose. And we always found out that whenever the judges were alive, things went well for the children of Israel. And every time they died, it went down. So that was just really nice. So I was meditating in the law of the Lord because I, I had to do it day and night. And we had weekly, I mean, they would we would cover a chapter in a week. As in, you know, you would have a schedule where you had to finish a chapter in a week. And it was really, it was, it was intense. But looking back, I realized now that the Lord was doing something. And of course, I was also doing the podcast. Although last year, I think I really slept quite a bit. I probably recorded half of the number of episodes that I should have. I certainly wasn't doing it every day. At some point, it was two or three times in a week. It was it really slipped terribly in the last part of the year. But thank God, the Lord has rekindled my flame and my zeal now. And I'm hoping that this year, I'll keep up with the daily commitment by His grace. So I was meditating in the word of God. I was because I, I was on a course and I was a program. And we really had some very lively classes. You know, now that I'm not doing the Bible courses, I'm feeling a little bit disoriented because the discussion forums in class are not as animated as they were when we were reading the Bible and people were quoting scripture. Maybe it's going to pick up, but, you know, this semester does far. I don't know. It's just not, just doesn't seem to be as alive as it was then. So last year, I was in Bible study every week. You know what it means? Intense Bible study with people in different parts of the world, mostly in America, you know, and everybody bringing their own perspective from their congregations. And it was, it was lovely. It was really wonderful. And what I didn't realize, because... God was using them to sow seeds in my life and likewise the same. So now in verse 3, I am um, in 2023, I am now in verse 3. Because it's almost like when you come up with a garden, you know, if, if you have a garden, if you're someone, you've ever planted, a, I mean, had a garden, rose garden, whatever it may be, you know that when you want to set up a garden or a farm, the first thing you have to do is work on the soil. You have to first work on the soil. If you don't work on the soil, your plants is not going to thrive it's not going to you have to first find out what's going on in the soil root it out dig it up first of all that's the first thing no matter how good the soil is you have to sort of reconstitute the soil and then remove things make it sort of stable and all that 
and then before you begin to plant the seeds this is the holy spirit speaking so verse one of psalm one is that digging up process when you start removing the things maybe the soil has been contaminated there are stones there are rocks there are things in there weeds that could choke the life out of that seed that you want to plant you remove all of that just to make things a little bit easier and you also make sure that the the, the soil has enough um ground so that the roots can go under because some soil they've compacted together over time they're so hard that it's impossible for anything to penetrate so you need to spend that time if you don't you will just be like those um seeds that the bible describes when in the parable of the sower jesus described it in the parable of the sower that because there was no roots in themselves the roots did not have anywhere to go so eventually they die off so you you have to dig into that soil soften it up you know break up the compactment of it all you know and that's why people use plows in my part of the world traditional farming we use hoes you know and all of that and once you've gotten that ground you've dug it up well enough not too not too deep you're not deep you're not digging a pit but you're borrowing it sort of like what a dog does and then you know, you just you know and this, the soil is just a little bit roughened up and, and that kind of thing and the richness of the soil is just moved all around then you've made the soil ready in verse 1 and then you now start planting the seed so that's and it's a sequence you cannot start planting before you have made the soil ready and that's what the Lord is describing in Psalm 1 this man the the Lord is saying, describing him as being blessed, but he's blessed because of the things that he did, that he started to do. He had already do, done something. He, he has already started working on himself, on his life. I mean, he, he's described here as not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. I mean, what made this man not walk in the counsel of the ungodly? The Bible describes him as the man that did not stand in the way of sinners. What made this person re, re, remove him or herself from the path of sin? And the path of lifestyle of, of, of you know mainstream lifestyle of sinners and what made that person remove themselves from the seat of discomfort not be the kind of person who would always scorn and mock other people and just you know be happy when other when things are not working well or make jest or make light or just be somebody with a forward tongue you know you know which is typical i mean the kind of thing we see in the world today of social media everybody makes fun of everyone else you know so what makes somebody this is somebody who has really removed themselves from the culture of the world and the way things are being done and then the person removed themselves didn't leave themselves empty now and em- filled themselves up with the word of god delighting in the blood of in the law of the lord and meditating upon it day and night in fact this verse doesn't even tell us whether the man was practicing the word but it just shows us well actually verse one actually shows us that something this was actually a transformational experience for this person and then the bible then describes the impact that's that process of removing yourself from ungodly influences and filling yourself up with the word of God. Verse 3 onwards then describes the impacts on the life of that man. And it says he became like a tree planted by the rivers of water, began to bring forth his fruit in his own season. Is that in his season that is really coming to me now? Because it's clear to me that I am in my season. That's why things that I've struggled with for the past 17 years, all of a sudden I have clarity. I know what to do. I know. I know that success is in my hands. I can see it. I I can see it. I can see it as clearly as I'm seeing my hand. I can see it. 
Whereas these are things that I have struggled with. All of a sudden, I have answers to questions that have been holding me back for decades, for at least 15, 16, 17 years. I have answers. And, I'm, and the answers are beginning to reveal themselves because I'm, I am walking in the knowledge of those answers and I am seeing results. For the first time, I can actually see victory. I can actually see hope. I can actually see the promises of God coming to life. In a situation that for long it was just unclear. Is there going to be a way out? Is this how things will always be? Should I not just accept this and live with this? It's a great and mighty experience for me to be working in this space at this time. It is something that I've always longed for. Because for me, I have known that it is not it's not just to be successful according to the world standards. It's also not to be successful according to other people's standards. I've always believed that every man has their own path, every woman, every child. And I've seen a lot of people who are living their own paths, living the lives that, you know, many talented people like we know. Somebody like Michael Jackson, he would not have been anything other than what he is. It would have been a, that is clearly his God-given talent. Yes, maybe he didn't, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, there's no other path because he was gifted to do that. And even after his death, people are still celebrating that gift. So I've, I've, I've always known some people's gifts, yes, they are visible. Some people's gifts will be nationally visible. Some people's gifts will be globally visible. But as far as God is concerned, it does not change the impact of that gift. But the important thing is, you know, we all have our times, we all have our seasons. The book of Ecclesiastes also talks about that. Because God deals with the fact God deals with everybody as a unique individual. The fact that we all have unique fingerprints. I mean, think about that. Which is why again, when people talk about again, like all oh, this, they say it is um random, whatever that created the uh, man. I, I, you know, I'm like, let's just please let's be intellectual and rational human beings here. There is too much fingerprinting, intellect. I mean, in 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 science, in the human anatomy, that shows intelligent design. How is it that twins have different fingerprints? How is it that nobody has ever had the same fingerprints? Even if, I mean, you would expect that, okay, now we've started recording fingerprints. You would expect that, okay, 100 years from now, there should be somebody's fingerprint that will show up that will be exactly like another person's own. But no. We all have unique fingerprints. No matter how many people get born and die on this planet, your fingerprint lives, is birthed, and dies with you. No one else will ever have that print. And I think these are the things, you know, that God left so that people can know that He's there, even though we cannot see Him. For me, the fingerprint is a perfect example of the existence of God and the intricacy of the prints. All of us have our unique stamp. 
we have it. Thank God for the science people that actually discovered that. It's so unique that people are they're able to detect people that committed crimes. You know, do you know how phenomenal it is to run a database and there is no duplication of fingerprints? Till today, that is what is used for biometrics in immigration. That means it's an ironclad science. Till today, that's what makes. I mean, you go to you you like. I mean, I, I recently went for a, a, a visa application. They took my biometrics. They're able to validate my passport based on my biometrics. When I get to airports, they also run the I, the same fingerprints. And every time it checks correctly. There is never a time that anybody can travel using my own fingerprints. Do you realize how phenomenal that is? Seven billion people on the planet, and then with others, people who I mean currently alive, even from people whose fingerprints were taken in the past and have died, there's still no duplication. Anyway, that's the God that we serve. So I'm just gonna leave it at that there. Um, I am in my season, and I wasn't always here. But I'm now realizing why I was not in my season because you need to be ready. There's a lot. The season is a is comes from is a fruit of your life. You know the Bible says, "Guard your hearts with all diligence because out of it are the fruits of life." So my heart needed to be dealt with. My life needed to be dealt with. I think my prayer now is that God should help me so that I continue to till this heart, the heart of my life, and continue to nurture His word in my heart. Because I am enjoying this feeling of being in, in my season. I don't think I've ever had it like this before. I think the last time I felt like this, I was a teenager. And then I was really in my season as well. This is the first time that I feel like my life is on course with God. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.